This is Plant-Based Briefing. How effective are campaigns like Meatless Mondays or Veganuary? Part 1 by Nelson Huber Disla at NutritionStudies.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Plant-Based Podcast where I curate, get permission, and narrate a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's article is a bit longer, so it's going to be a two-parter. I'll read part one today, and part two will be tomorrow. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. How effective are campaigns like Meatless Mondays or Veganuary? Part one by Nelson Huber Disla at NutritionStudies.org. The vast body of evidence supporting the health benefits of a whole food plant-based dietary lifestyle is nearly overwhelming. However, many consumers remain equally, if not more, motivated by their desire to promote animal welfare or support more sustainable food systems. The evidence supporting these motivations is almost irrefutable. On sustainability, reduced meat consumption is likely to have the most significant and immediate impact on making diets more sustainable. That goes for environmental well-being, economic sustainability, and social justice. As awareness of the numerous benefits of reduced meat consumption has increased, organized movements promoting gradual dietary change have become commonplace. Likewise, these movements, referred to by researchers as Less Meat Initiatives, or LMIs, help increase awareness. There are many examples of such campaigns. They include Meat-Free Mondays in the UK and Meatless Mondays in the US. Although they vary in scope and level of formal organization, they can be found worldwide, from school cafeterias to houses of parliament to hospitals, business canteens, and even municipalities. One of the more impressive examples is the city of Ghent, Belgium, which has, in fewer than 15 years, successfully transformed its reputation from a meat-loving place into a world-renowned veggie haven. Their investment in free cooking classes and workshops for students, parents, and local chefs has supported a groundswell of enthusiasm and curiosity for plant-based eating, and many restaurants have jumped on board the movement. As of 2017, Ghent had the most vegetarian restaurants per capita in the world, with more than 50% of the city reportedly observing vegetarianism for the day, and according to polls, people who take part in Ghent's Meatless Day end up adhering to a vegetarian diet for an average of three days per week. Participating restaurants include many cuisines and price points, from buffets popular among local university students to an award-winning Michelin star restaurant serving a seven-course pure vegetables menu. Even more cities have since launched similar initiatives, and LMIs have successfully entered into the mainstream. But how effective are they? Are Ghent's successes proof of things to come, or were there particular circumstances in the city that have made it a better host? Zooming out to a more general question, even in successful cases, are the changes substantial or rapid enough to create a truly sustainable food system? What lessons can we learn from the successes and challenges of these movements? The History of Awareness and Cessation Campaigns The origin of Meatless Mondays, the most well-known LMI based in the United States, dates more than a century past, when future President Herbert Hoover headed up the newly formed Food Administration during World War I, he started a campaign on the home front to encourage citizens to cut down on consumption. This effort included Meatless Tuesdays and Wheatless Wednesdays, resulting in a 15% reduction in consumption from 1918 to 1919. A lifetime later, in 2003, Sid Lerner and the Johns Hopkins Center for a Livable Future resuscitated the campaign we are familiar with today. The alliterative Meatless Mondays is catchier than the original Meatless Tuesdays, but there's another good reason for the shift. Research on circuseptin or weekly rhythms from the past few years suggests that people are most likely to contemplate cessation and health at the beginning of the week. Not only is Monday ideal as the beginning of the routine work week, 
but it may also be when many people feel most motivated to confront the effects of the weekend's excesses. Beyond diet, have there been similar campaigns? Sure enough, there have been. The decades-old Great American Smokeout, one of the most well-known awareness campaigns of the past century, provides a few lessons that LMIs might learn from. Hosted by the American Cancer Society on the third Thursday of November, the campaign encourages smokers to go without tobacco for one day. The goal is to raise awareness about the effects of smoking and encourage users to consider giving up the habit altogether. More recently, San Francisco's Vegetarian Society has organized a meat-out day, explicitly drawing a parallel to the familiar smoke-out, to emphasize that giving up animal foods is a good cause for individuals and society. Unfortunately, assessing the effectiveness of campaigns like the Great American Smokeout is tricky. In 2016, researchers used a novel big-data approach to evaluate it. They found that the movement's date corresponded with increased news coverage and help-seeking on Google, Wikipedia, and smoking quitlines. However, as they noted, increases in online help-seeking can only translate to positive change if the quality of information online is high. Given the frequency with which smokers seek and find dubious cessation treatments online, the pathways to evidence-based assistance must be clear. They also suggest highlighting different content each year to help the campaign gain more attention. Granted, removing animal foods from the diet presents different challenges from quitting smoking, but campaigns focused on dietary change might learn from counterpart smoking campaigns. For instance, by highlighting the many unique reasons for giving up meat, health, environment, animal welfare, etc., rather than focusing on one, LMIs might gain more attention and ultimately support. This is something LMIs already seem to do well. Likewise, the quality of information online is a major limiting factor for the success of LMIs, for there is far more confusion about nutrition online than there is about smoking. Smoking, after all, has a many decades-long head start on nutrition. The unhealthy food industry today is still successfully reusing the very same playbook the tobacco industry did 60 to 70 years ago by systematically creating confusion in the marketplace undermining valid studies, and funding their own quote-unquote expert opinions. New Zealand researcher Janet Hoke analyzes evidence of Big Tobacco's underhanded strategies and suggests that we could never challenge the industry successfully until the state intervened. She concludes, Far from removing free choice, government policies that restrain commercial communications and stimuli are prerequisites necessary to promote free choice. But putting aside the case for policy changes that might finally hold industry to account, a subject we will return to later, is the moderate approach enough? Does a Meatless Monday or Veganuary do enough to provide sweeping changes, given how pressing the crises associated with animal-based foods are today? You just listened to How Effective Are Campaigns Like Meatless Mondays or Veganuary, Part 1 by Nelson Huber Disla at NutritionStudies.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host. Tune in tomorrow for the second half of this article, where we'll hear about successes and shortcomings of a moderate approach, how we can support or improve LMIs, and turning meatless days and months into whole food plant-based years. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.